0: he's got more money than god God. roseanne said i have more money than god but not as much as oprah so but that's like people's perception of god um on the titanic um the the captain of the titanic um, was uh edward john smith was overheard saying even god himself couldn't sink the ship and so we, 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 so let's, let's talk about the money one for a second. Psalm 24 tells us the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Also, Psalm 5010 says, it tells ev- that every animal is God's own possession. The Lord is the owner and creator of everything in the world and in the heavens. Nobody can be richer than God because everything is in his possession. But if you're living in the world and people are like, you got more money than God, it's like, it's just lowering God. Um. So, and, and saying that, like, even God couldn't sink the Titanic. Like what a, what a stupid Good statement that is. Even God couldn't sink the ship. Like God's up there like, Oh, I'm trying everything. I'm trying everything. I cannot sink the stupid ship. <laughs> um. Whereas like God's power. I mean, we see God's power with, with, the Pharaoh in Exodus 7-10, through 10, and God sends uh, 10 different plagues on Egypt before finally releasing Israel from their bondage, and each plague serves as an unmistakable reminder that no earthly king holds dominion over what belongs to God alone, which are his people. And then, of course, we have, we have the greatest demonstration with Jesus Christ, who rose from the dead, and who will also, um, like in Philippians 3... Promises that those who put their faith in Jesus will also be raised from the dead. So we get this enormous. It, when we're in Scripture, we're, we're we're filled. We're we're given the truth, you know. Um. So, I believe that Satan tries to get us to have a distorted view of God because when we have a distorted view of God, we don't ask God for things because we don't trust Him, and we don't ask Him for things because we don't think He can do it. So we just kind of stop praying and we are um, not confident in how we live and we're not confident in how we approach the throne of God. Um, Matthew twenty two twenty nine says, but Jesus answered them. You are wrong because you know, neither the scriptures nor the power of God. So if we are not if we are not filling ourselves with with Scripture if we're not reading the Bible, then we can be deceived, and we can get a bad theology. If you don't know what the word theology means, it means knowledge of God. So it's our understanding of God, and our theology can be. Our, people's theologies are all over the place. If you watch TV, people talk about God like you know, well, God is this or God is that. You know, the most popular way I think of believing in God in culture today is that that. There is a higher being, but we can't know him, and, like, we don't we don't understand him. That's pretty much what everyone says in, like, popular culture. Like, well, you know, of course there, I believe there's a higher power, but, you know, we don't know which, which way is right. And it's like, no, if you know the Bible, we do know which way is right. And so we have to read our Bibles. And, like, I'm, I'm saying this out of, of compassion, God. and I'm saying this out of... Um, not judgment or condemnation at all, but like just like you get screwed up if you don't read your Bible. Like we really have to know it so that we're not deceived. Like it's really important. And I'm just saying that was like to me too. You know what I mean? Like I'm saying this to myself as well. Like we have to really know the Bible, um, or we can be led astray. Second Corinthians ten five says, "We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God." And we take every we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. So it's really important that we are reading the Bible so we know the truth. My mom always used to tell me, Matt, I don't want you to go out into the real. You know, when I was young, when I was young and and almost college age, she was like, I don't want you to go away to college unless you know God's word really good because you can get deceived if you don't know God's word. You always have to measure. We always have to take everyone's statements and theologies and different things and and hold them up against God's word. Well, okay, well. You say this, you say that like God's not knowable, but the Bible says that he's knowable through Jesus Christ. You did stuff like that. So um He's our benchmark. So sure. it's very important. Very important that we stay in scripture and that we take every thought captive in Christ. And then when we have our theology correct, which which we, we should. Um then we have the we have the power and the boldness to go to the Lord in prayer and trust what He's doing in our lives and follow His direction. So that's all I got. Appreciate that. Thank you.
1: So we're talking about as I mentioned earlier, we're talking about Psalm one oh three today. One of my very favorite uh, of all the of all the Psalms. Um, And I, of course, we love Psalm 23, all of us do that, Um, we've all read that, Um, I've done that at every funeral I've done, Um, I'm pretty sure, at some point I've read Psalm 23, but um, Psalm 103 really resonates with me, and uh, it's kind of a hidden treasure, although I was listening to a a podcast by a, a, a female preacher, and she said, of all... Of all the 150 Psalms, what is the most (laughs) read Psalm by Christians? And she said, most people would say, for sure, Psalm 23 or maybe Psalm 91, which is a popular, you might say, a warfare Psalm right now. Psalm 34 is very similar to Psalm 91, and I love that uh, Psalm as well. But she said, no, the the most read Psalm by Christians is Psalm 103. I was surprised by that because it is so eloquent, it's so. Poetic and it's so powerful, okay. So we're going to go through this today. Um, I've got a lot of notes and they're really small, so I I almost brought my my uh, because um, micro, microscope today because I, I got a lot of stuff here. Anyway, so let's read Psalm 103. Okay. First of all, let's pray. I want to pray that God will maybe reveal a certain part of this to you because there's so much there. I hope you take at least one of these verses. To heart today, okay? Psalm 103. Um, Lord, I pray that you would uh, reveal to us something today for our lives through Psalm 103. Thank you for David writing it, and thank you for his insight into you, Lord, and his desire to know you better. And I pray that would be the prayer of every one of us, like I'm not just talked about it, I mean, that we'd know you better. That we'd know you well, so that when we, when we hear, see a, a false teaching, we'll know it's false we'll know it's not biblical, we'll know it's something we should not follow, that we should demolish every stronghold of anybody that's trying to teach something that's false. So we put that in your your hands right now, and we thank you for this time in Christ's name, amen. Okay, Psalm 103. It says, praise the Lord. By the way, uh, I listened to this podcast, as I mentioned. The lady said that... um, Paul, uh, David is the master of self-talk. You know what self-talk is? Something you say to yourself. Anybody, uh, what are some common phrases, maybe one that you have, uh, a self-talk that you use during the day? Don? I'll never do this again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't expect that. You caught me off guard there. That's, that is true. Yeah. Why, what was I thinking? There's a song by what's his name, one of the country singers. uh, What was I thinking? Like, why did I do this? You know? Okay. Somebody else have a maybe a little more positive (laughs) self-talk. I have one like, don't give up, don't give up, keep going. You're almost done. Stay with us. You know? Somebody else have a self-talk? You say? Clyde, you have one? That's good. That's a really good one. God'll never give you a task that He doesn't give you the strength to complete. I like that. That's good. Somebody else? Teresa. I've heard it said this way. God will never give you more than he can Yeah, that's true. And that's that's uh First Corinthians ten thirteen talks about that. First Corinthians ten thirteen. There's nothing he will give you that he can't help you through. No temptation in your life will ever be so big that you can't be God can't help you through it. Yes, Carrie. If, if I get frustrated or I just have too many things going on at once, I'll just say, okay, my plate is full. God. Please take, I, not, please take it Yeah, home. yeah. You let, give it to God. Give it over to God. Okay? Donna, another one. I got a more different approach. Okay. <clears throat> I, when
2: I get really frustrated and I'm trying to do
1: something, I always say to myself, I That's good. Philippians 4.13. That's good. Yeah, quote scripture. That, that's a good one to use, quote some scripture. Clyde? Our God is bigger than whatever you're facing. That is true. That is true. Okay. All right. Sometimes I just, I ask for sometimes I say, Lord, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. How can I not figure out this problem? Or where my keys are? Or where my cell phone is? Where did I put my wallet? I've done all those. But every day I get, I go, wallet? Keys cell phone. Okay, I'm good for the day. Used to be checkbook, and now we don't use checks as much, checkbooks as much as we used to. Believe me, I do that oftentimes every day. So self talk. Think about this. This is David's self talk. This this psalm is David's self talk. He's talking to himself about trusting God. David was under a lot of duress. David was always on the run. He was always on the run. If it wasn't King Saul, he was his son Absalom. People were people were always after him yeah he lived a, a charmed life richest most powerful man in the world but uh, there, with with charm and with power goes a lot of stress get that in mind with all that power and all that fame there's always somebody trying to knock you down. there's always someone trying to take your place. a lot of stress being on top most people I've never been. That far on top, as people say that are on top, it's a very lonely place. Being on top is a very lonely place. Okay, So let's read this right now. Okay, uh, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that in, in my inmost being praise his holy name. Listen, this, this is an important verse, Psalm uh, 2, uh, 103, 2. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not all God's benefits. Then he goes on to list all God's benefits. And that, this is not an exhaustive list, but it's it's a it's a comprehensive list. He goes on to say this. I just lost my page. What did that happen? Okay, all right. It says, um, "Who forgives all your sins, and heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit? In other words, hell, and crowns you with love and compassion? Who satisfies your desire?" with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and injustice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. Slow to anger. You ever have a day where you're you're just on edge? everything makes you mad. You're just kind of ticked off. You don't even know why. We need to pray for God to be slow to anger. If, By the way, this is important. I should have said that at the beginning. Everything in this is something that God wants us to do. He wants us to, to uh, be a, a conveyor, a transfer of all these concepts in our own life. We can, uh, we can learn. You say, well, I can't do that. I'm not God. No, but God, you're one of God's children. And God wants his children to be like him. All the things he bestows on us, we should bestow on somebody else. Say that? I'm going to say that again. The things that God bestows, like forgiveness, forgiveness. We need to bestow forgiveness on somebody else. We probably all have had somebody at some point in life. Maybe right <laughs> now, they're have a hard time forgiving something they said, something they did, something that they didn't do for you, and you're holding a grudge. You got to let that go. You got to let. You got to forget it. Move on and let it go. I told. I heard a story. Um, I don't want to forget this story. I was at Bethel for some kind of a program after I graduated. I was, I was kind of like some kind of a pastors' conference, and a young guy came up. He said, you know how I learned about God's love and forgiveness? I had just turned 16 years old. This is up in St. Paul, Minnesota, Minneapolis area. He said, I just turned 16. My dad had a brand-new Buick LeSabre, and he let me drive it. I got in a terrible wreck that night, and I totaled his car. He came out to where I was, and he said, are you Okay. He said, I'm okay, I'm okay, Dad. I'm sorry. He said, he, he, he never said one more word. You wrecked my car. This is my pride and joy. He said he never mentioned it again. Not one time ever did he mention the fact that I wrecked his car. He forgave me. And that's how I know God's love. My dad never... Hung it over my head the rest of my life at how stupid you are. How a bad driver you are. How I can you're not you're irresponsible. He didn't say any of those things. Because he he was a Christian. He wanted to forgive his son like God forgave him. Isn't that a great story? I love that story. Goes on to say this. come um, down here. Oh, it's hard. It makes it harder to read when you're crying. Um he will not always accuse and will not harbor his anger forever. He does, listen to this, this is verse 10, he does not treat us as our sins deserve or, or repay us according to our iniquities. Iniquities are like really bad sins. Okay. For as far as, the, as, as, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east, this is the one that really hit me. The first time I read this, this really hit me. As far as the east is from the west. So far as you remove. for some reason, I don't know why, I think about being a. imagine being on a little, like, like, Mille Lacs Lake, which is a monstrous lake up in Minnesota. It's just like, it's so long, it's so huge. You can see it on the map of the earth. That's how big it is. I mean, and, and it's, I think about being on a little sailboat out there and having my sins like sand in my hand. And, I, and it's windy, and it's really windy on Mille Lacs Lake. I mean, it, 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 can, it can kill you easily because so, the wind has come up so fast. And just taking those sins and throwing them up in the air, and they're just gone. You could never find those sins in the sand again because they're just gone. That's what God does to our sin. He doesn't just forgive our sin. He forgets our sin. You come back to the next day and say, hey, about that sin. He goes, What sin? It's gone. We have a hard time doing that as humans. But God's perfect. He has perfect forgiveness and can forgive us and forget our sins. Katie? Wow. And I'm surprised, because I didn't think that. I was like, it's done. Yeah. Thing, but I keep that. every day. I use wash it clean so yeah. daily. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Sometimes twice a day, three times a day, and yeah. it's getting super brand new again. I'm like, I like, didn't think that would happen. Yeah, so, yeah. So I just kept thinking about sin. That's yeah. good, that's good. Okay, so, he's, so I'll say it again. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, or a mother, Okay, so the Lord has compassion on th- those who fear Him. Why does He have compassion on us? Next verse says this: verse uh, fourteen. For He knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. We are dust. We are. We are way far from perfect. Way far from perfect. And we we make. Why do you ever do something like you said, why did I do this again? Or why do you do a, a same dumb thing over again? Because we're not too bright sometimes. We do the same uh, dumb thing many times. Like in my case, it used to be running out of gas. And, I mean, a lot. And sliding into a gas station on fumes. Sometimes not making it to the gas station. And having to go get a gas can. And go. You know, finally, I... I Pretty much got over that, okay. All right. Goes on to say this: the life of mortals is, a, is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it, and it's gone. In its place, remembered it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear Him, and His righteousness with His children's children, with those who keep His covenant and remember to obey His precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all you heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works, everything in his dominion. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Powerful, powerful. I'd recommend you read that. This, This is recommended reading, you know. One of those things you should read often, in my opinion. Um, So I want to bring up that point about the application of Psalm 103 is we are supposed to do the same things for other people. We're supposed to forgive them. We're supposed to love them abundantly. We're supposed to be patient. We're supposed to be compassionate. Forget not all God's benefits. I listed them out. And I came, I had 13, and I, I don't like the word 13, so I added one more, 14. So, um, but uh, there's, there's, you know, I'll just go through it again. He forgives our sins. He heals our diseases. He, he redeems our life from the pit. He crowns us with love and compassion. He satisfies our desires with good things. He renews our strength like the eagle. The Lord works righteousness and justice in our life. The Lord is compassionate and gracious to us. Slow to anger, abounding in love. God doesn't always accuse us or harbor his anger forever. You know, there's a time to get over things. You might have been mad about something, been mad for a long time about something. It's time to sink that ship. It's time to get over it. You know why? Because that's a stupid thing to do, to hold a grudge. It doesn't do anybody any good. It hurts you. It hurts the other person because you're not talking to them probably. You need to move on. We need, as part of maturity, is not being like a junior hire, the rest of your life and holding stupid grudges and pouting. You need, we need to move on. We need to grow up. We need to grow up. If I'm, if I'm stepping on your feet here, that's okay. Because I've had to say it to myself as well. You've got to move on from the past. You've got to move out from the past. Live for now and live for the future. <laughs> Learn from the past, but don't, don't, don't dwell in the past. The Lord works righteousness and justice. Um, it says he does not always, okay, I'm sorry, he does not treat us as our sins deserve. He does, it does not pay us according to our iniquities. The Lord uh, separates our sin as far as the east is from the west. Um, he's, uh, then he then goes on to say, God remembers that we are dust, that we're fragile. All right, some thoughts here. Um, I wanna talk about five things. Fourth uh four things. Number one, forget not all his benefits. Think about the past. Think about your past. What has God done for you? Give me give me one thing God's done for you or uh that you can think of that God's done for you that you know that you couldn't do yourself. What is one God one thing that God did in your life? Anybody have one that you want to share? Nora. I just think of when we were in Hong Kong. You seem so confident, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. He opened every door there. The time we were in Hong Kong with Matt, when he when he broke his neck and fell, I mean, literally every day was a miracle. I'm not kidding. Every day was a miracle, an absolute miracle. Uh, Anne. <laughs> Okay, Um, someday I'll tell you some of all the miracles. Really, every day was a miracle there. Clyde? He kept Blue alive
2: for so long uh, with the kidney disease. That's usually very short-term. Yeah. And uh, she just kept
1: popping back uh, for 18 years. Yeah, and I think about your accident when you got hit by a truck, a semi with your Ford Ranger or something like that, and flipped over five or six times in a field and walked away with no major injuries. And I have no doubt, have no doubt in my mind that God knew she needed you to be alive. And that's one of the reasons that God kept you alive. Praise God for that, you know. I mean, for me, it's when my birth mother didn't want me, but uh, after my 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 dad finally had to leave her and divorce her, my aunts and uncles, they took care of me. They, uh, my aunt Marcel and Uncle Hillary on the weekends and Aunt Margie and Uncle Lawrence during the week. And I lived with them. For over a year before my dad married mom, Betty. And so there's no doubt God was taking care of me during that time, protecting me. And I was I was just very peaceful. I never got stressed out. I, I just um I just felt God was taking care of me. I can't I can't quite explain it, but I never got upset. I just took it one day at a time, you know. But God was taking care of me all that time. Looking back God was taking care of me all that time. Um so number one is remember. forgetting out all God's benefits. My point is, if God has helped you in the past, why wouldn't he help you in the future? How God has provided for your needs in the past, why wouldn't he also help you in the future? Of course he will. He's the same God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, it says, I think in Hebrews, I think it's 13.5. Number two, be grateful for God's forgiveness. Be grateful for God's forgiveness. Hebrews, uh, in Hebrews, the word forgiveness means tossing it aside. Tossing it aside, it's over. Forget what happened in the past and move forward because you're set free. You're set free from your sin. You're set free from what happened in the past. Move on, move on from that in the past. Thank Thank God for his forgiveness. Number three, be thankful for God's redemption. Connor's back in school again at Moody, okay? Uh, how you know how would they define redemption? Would you say? That's a tough one. Sorry about that. Uh, to be redeemed. Yeah. Well, part of it is, is um, yeah. Or also given God, um, yeah. It to yeah. So God has taken away the bad and given you newness of life. You're part of His family now and he's forgiven you out of a bad situation and putting you in a much much better situation including including the promise of eternal life. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Exactly. The pit <laughs> redeemed us. Yeah, Clyde. Uh, the
2: chains of sin are broken; uh,
1: it it can't weigh you down. You can move on. Yeah, in Hebrews uh, 11, Hebrews 12:1 says, you know, uh, forgetting what's behind and getting rid of all those sins that, all those things that weigh you down. Imagine running a race, okay, with with 25 pounds of chain around your neck. That's what we do a lot in our life when we, we hold on to things. Imagine, I mean, that would make no sense, right? I mean, you try to get as light as possible. I mean, you know, even, even like the swimmers, the guy swimmers will shave their heads so they can be lighter when they swim. You, you just, you want to be as light. You don't have any encumbrances on you. You want to get rid of all those things that slow you down. I just saw an actor, I, I, Bradley Cooper. I kind of like Bradley Cooper. He's an alcoholic. He's not living with his wife and just, he says, my, it's better for my daughter I'm not here right now. I, mean, I thought that was so sad that because he, he, he doesn't trust himself with his daughter. doesn't trust himself that he might do something stupid if he's driving his daughter someplace. Like, apparently, I mean, he didn't go into detail. But, I mean, I thought that was so sad that a grown man who has a lot of talent doesn't trust himself to be a good father. I'm not being critical of him because we've all done things wrong, and I'm just saying that's sad that we can't move beyond our encumbrances. In his case, alcohol, to be a responsible father. You know, we need we need to be willing to let go of the past. Okay. The next thing is this: Um, the power of our words, our language, our words. Do you say things? Do you say things that are powerful? Do you thank God? Do you thank God? Are you great? Are you grateful? Do you tell, ever tell somebody you're grateful for them? Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for being there for me. Thank you for being someone I can trust. I, I think that's something we should let people know. We don't do it often, especially guys. Uh, girls are, are more, more uh, I don't know, affectionate in a way you might say or more verbal, but I think guys are too tough to admit they are, they're grateful for a friend, to someone mm-hmm. that you can hang out with, you know, someone that's there for you. We need, to be, we need to let people know how much we appreciate them. They need to hear that. People need to hear when you say, I, I really love you. I really appreciate you. We need to be more verbal about how we feel towards people, but especially God. We need to tell God, God, thank you so much for all your blessings. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for my life. Thank you for my breath. Thank you for one more day to serve you. Thank you for my family, my friends, my church, my job—you know, a house to live in. We need to be grateful to God. And then the next thing is this: the power of praise, praising God, praising God for everything we have. Um, I guess I'm going to close with that today. But I just want you to—I just want you to—I would encourage you to read Psalm 103 um, on a regular basis, at least once a month. I really mean that. Read 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 Psalm one oh three at least once a month. I, I also want to say this, Romans twelve. You know I talk about Romans twelve a lot. Read Romans twelve nine through twenty-one at least once a month. It talks about love in action, active love. And then I'd encourage you to read um Philippians four about rejoicing always. Um, uh trusting God, don't worry. Um and and giving everything to God, and also contentment, being content, knowing that God's gonna take care of you. There are scripture verses that I, that I would encourage you to read on a regular basis. You might have some of your own, I'm sure you do, that you like. But get into God's word. Just don't read it, but, I mean, absorb it. Absorb God's word in your life. Take it in. Wear it. Uh, you know, Wear it like, like clothes almost. And let God just kind of saturate your life. Um, anybody have a thought on that right now, we're not on the air right now we're not on TV today right now because our we didn't have the right, Mike had to leave and he had the phone for us, anybody have a thought on that that you'd like to share how God has been there for you, how grateful you are to him uh, Clyde then Ann, Clyde uh,
2: I've mentioned before that uh, when you trust him for the little things that he builds that confidence or when you play, uh,
1: face a bigger challenge? I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Yeah, you're, you're, you, you are being, you're building up spiritual muscle so that you can do things you couldn't do. Uh, my dog, Callie, got excited. decided to walking down to the basement for someone looking, looking for the cat, I think, to harass the cat. Well, this dog is about 55 pounds, you know, and it's, it's a challenge getting her back up because she can get down, but she's not sure how to get up. So um, one day I just said, Lord, you give me strength. I need to get this dog upstairs. I think Anne was coming home, and I wanted to get her first foot to go home. And I don't know how I did it, but I just grabbed the dog with one arm and walked up the stairs. I'm like, I've never done that before. You know, Somehow God gave me strength to be able to do that, you know, Take my vitamins, I guess, Nora. Oh, then Anne then the, and Nora. Yeah, I was just real loud. Yeah, yeah, Yeah Birthday Katie. birthday is tomorrow. Happy birthday, Katie. <laughs> just send your, your, your gifts to Myrtle Lane. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Okay, all right. Um, so, um, anybody else have a thought about how God, done
2: I would suggest that if you read one of those songs, try another version, too. Yeah. I, I have uh, the Living Bible. I mean, this
1: is the old man's version. This English. Bad bad. I have that version. The Phillips, the Phillips translation, you haven't heard about that for a long time. That's in, in the English, like old English, like people that live in London would read it. It was so, Phillips is kind of cool because it has a little different, your son would maybe read that one over in London. I mean, so yeah, I try some different uh, different perspe- perspectives on it, Yeah.